0: the big bets on campus podcast podcast
1: Podcast. all right here we go
0: the fight in the dog
2: what's up the generation welcome to the big bets on campus podcast this is the week 12 college football betting recap presented by bet mgm i'm Stucky, in joining me as always it's colin wilson can i get a woo pig suey
3: well yeah you're gonna get a woo pig suey but let's uh this audio that's been provided by South Carolina, the, you know, about uh, what, what was it that was made you guys separate from Tennessee and blow them out in the second half?
0: In the second half, you guys on defense came out and were able to get stops. What adjustments were made during that
3: break?
1: Nothing. Just drop your nuts. Really, that's all it is. Just drop your
3: nuts. That's it. That's all we need to do. The entire season in South Carolina is nut up and you can beat one of the hottest teams in all of college football. So, yes, whooping we'll suey, but that South Carolina score is like, I'm still reeling. I'm waking up I'm like, holy shit.
2: I have to tell you, I don't hold grudges. We I have fun with certain fan bases. I don't root against any teams. But I I part, part of me was happy that Tennessee is not going to get in the college football playoff because I've been saying all year, I cannot mentally. I can take a lot, but I can't have them win the national title and lose a division 14-1 to future. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be it, – the. Coswell playoff picture now is like, are we back to Ohio State and Michigan potentially in no matter what happens
3: in that game, depending on other results? But their their adversary is going to be Clemson. I mean, I I'm, i don't know if I'm trying to go out and buy Clemson futures here, but if Clemson wins as a one, I mean, they're going to say you have a conference championship. Michigan or Ohio State, you do not. That's what it's going to come down to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It should be a it's uh, gross. Yeah. I know. We'll, we'll say it's. It's been a crazy roller coaster of a year in the college Playoff picture, so it's kind of cool. Usually, it's like, all right, these four teams, if they keep winning and they keep winning, so at least it's interesting from that standpoint. Uh, as always, we will let you drive the car, you the listeners and the people that call in the nine five nine bad beat. Once again, it just gets better and better every week. I haven't listened to these, but our producer tweeted out, I retweeted it, said. I think the best week again. It keeps being the best week. I love it. Um, So we'll let you drive the ship, and we'll talk about the games from there, and then mention best call, worst call, bet, regret at the end. And uh, we have to go right away. We have to go work because we are going to have an episode out Tuesday night um, because there's Thanksgiving this week, and we want to make sure that you guys have the episode on Wednesday because who's going to listen to a podcast on Thursday at Thanksgiving? people are traveling so yeah we won't have a new BCS this week but we will have our podcast out for you by the time you wake up on Wednesday. So uh yeah let's let's get let's get to this
4: Bad beats, back doors and miracle covers. however you're feeling, we want to hear from you
1: mailbox of the Action Network Podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes.
4: Let's check this week's messages.
5: Chuck, what an awful call and an awful beat for our Ohio futures. First, I have to suffer through Rogue getting injured in this Ball State Ohio game. But then I get my hopes up when Toledo comes back against Bowling Green. I thought they should have ran down the clock on that first down, but they left 50 seconds on the clock. And then Bowling Green comes back. Toledo's defense was playing good. But then we have this god-awful call by the referees. These matching referees. That was an obvious fumble. Not only did it screw this game, but it screwed our 20-1 to Ohio Futures. Oh my
1: f-ing God. Toledo. F-ing Toledo. I'm never betting on those f-ing idiots again. Yeah, so I got plus two and a half. Live line. They're what, they're up one at the end of the game? It's like, all right, Bowling Green, kick the field goal, wins by two, cover by a half point. So I'm done. F***ing action. I'm
2: never fucking touching another Mac game. Uh Yeah, Macs is wild as always. You have to just expect. I never get tilted on Mac games. You know, it's like, ah, uh, that call just screwed me. Ah, uh, that was a clear fumble. I, I just you just expect the you just expect things to go they you and you'll be a lot happier watching that. Yes, that was horrendous. Losing Rourke potentially, and then watching Toledo blow that game, and now now you have the Buffalo fiasco. They 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 canceled the game for now, which was a game that mattered for the division. If Ohio doesn't beat Bowling Green, then it comes down to like an uneven games tiebreaker. It's a mess. I'll have an article out this week going through every conference, but. The good news is work's not out for the year, and Ohio's head coach came out and said, "If like basically said, if everything goes right in regards to swelling and how he's feeling, then he'll play against Bowling Green. But it's the max. So who knows? We're gonna we're gonna be trying to monitor that all the way up until kick. But at least he's got a shot to play. And it sounds like if they do win, and which would put them into the MAC championship, you know that's a couple weeks away." He would probably be okay. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Go, Ohio. And yes, the Mac is wild. All right, let's move on. But that's why we love it.
1: In the Navy, you can sodomize the seas in the Navy. You can beat your with ease. in the Navy. You can uh, What's next? What's next? What's the other you best bet? Ain't no seas in the Navy. In the Navy. In the Navy. Service Academy getting two touchdowns. Easiest bet of a lifetime. Oh, and book it, brother. Watching the BBOC live show on Saturday morning. So pumped about Navy. Even added another unit to him right before the show went off. Then I hear Ravel. Oh my God, Ravel's on it. I was just like you. Hands in my face, down, thinking about taking their side just to buy out. But it was always Service Academy's catching three touchdowns and more.
2: Navy outright. Let's go. Uh, yeah it was a test. It was a interesting test to find out could Ravel mush a service academy catching over two touchdowns? The answer was a resounding no uh yeah Navy I wish that team was going to a bowl, and I wish they were catching a lot of points. They're still fighting. They have been they're six and oh against the spread as a double dude underdog with a couple of outright wins, a couple of really close calls and yeah I let, you you have you come. Off of a couple bad number one, Service Academy always catching over two touchdowns will be worth a look. But UCF an 11 a.m. kick after a couple of big games, Navy, you know, they're kicking off the opening kick. Navy goes eight minutes down the field and scores a touchdown on fourth down. You just got they just got punched in the mouth and never really recovered. Uh, so great effort by Navy. It's awesome when you can start with a, a winner at 11 a.m. So I'm happy that we
3: did. Well, we do get a bowl game. We get the Navy Army game, which I project yes. is, a, is a pick. But that's your chance to hit the over. We're in the over, right? Oh god. oh god, Here we go. I hope you didn't hit that Iowa over. No, but I tell you, I, I almost had it queued up. Because I said on the podcast, this game could go 13-13, go to overtime, and we're there. And I swear to God, we were so close to 13-13. Instead, 13-10, Iowa moves on. I want to see Iowa in a bowl like with Tennessee. Like, how do we get that done? I want to see two completely, or like UCLA. How do we get that done? I want two completely different paces.
2: Well, look, we're going to talk a lot about bowls and teams that we love and are looking for and teams that we want to fade. I met like a lot of, like Georgia fans always travel well to Lexington. So I met many great fans from uh, traveling up from Athens and other parts of Georgia. And I was, I met these guys that follow us, love the podcast, and we were having a a beer at, at, at Stagger Inn and. I was when I left, they were like, Oh, we gotta go. We gotta we gotta early in the morning. I said, If I could leave you with one piece of advice for a bowl season, I said, you see that team right there that's down sixty-three to twenty-eight? They number one, two weeks ago they thought they could win the SEC and then they lost to Georgia. Now they still have an inside track to the College Bowl playoff and they lose by fifty at South Carolina. How the hell is this team showing up for the SEC disappointment bowl? I don't know. But to me, they also have uh sit out risk. So if you bet that early, they could have guys that sit out. I just don't that that the, the last couple of weeks for Tennessee have to be devastating for them because they went from like all right, let's win the SEC, we're going to the College Playoff. Lose the next week, everything breaks their way, and then it's like who cares? We're still going to the College Playoff. And then South Carolina just decides to nut up, and you lose. That's it's going to be hard for them to get up. Would you agree?
3: I 100, I agree with that. I. I still cannot get over the South Carolina hump, this mental hurdle I'll be dealing with all day. That Spencer Rattler rose from the dead like the damn Undertaker. Unbelievable! And by the way, that showed you how bad the Kentucky offense is.
2: <laughs> they couldn't do anything against Tennessee. Oh
0: my God! What's it going to take? I got no f-ing voice. I got no f-ing voice left. I just had to witness Michigan nearly giving me a f-ing scare. Not only that, but. Only loser of the day, Baylor money line recovered. Big whoopie, do you know? what Would have been great. Get those
5: f-ing frauds, Texas Christian University, out of the f-ing way. <laughs> I've taken one thing out of today. Coaches are a bunch of f-ing, f-ing you, Dave Aranda. Oh,
3: that was that was rough. What do you think that was infused? Was that beer? Was that whiskey? Let me look at the box over here. That's a couple packs of smokes. Really brother. Uh, yeah, I tell you, brother. Yeah, TCU survives. You got to give them credit. Yeah, it's not a fluke. I don't think it's – is it a fluke anymore? Are we calling it that when you can come back and, like, when you can pick yourself up off your biggest win of the year and go into Waco? Like, is that a – is it a fluke? The thing is, is, like, they
2: there is – there's still so many fluky aspects about TCU. Like, Shapen was so bad the whole game. Like he missed so many open throws. I actually was happy. Like I, well, I wasn't happy that they won because I had them in a, uh, I had some money line in a round robin.
3: Yeah. But
2: after it happened, I said, okay, that's fine because I, I want the spot against Iowa State. I think we might get some value at Iowa State. We'll see. But yeah, you got to give TCU credit, and all you have to do is win out. Maybe, maybe you could lose. I think that they if they lose at Iowa State, they win the Big Twelve. They could still get in. I I don't know, but just win. That's all you got to worry about. Just win, and they won. And they, they made it close. I was like, what are they doing? They have no timeouts. And uh, they got that field goal team on and rushed it on and executed. And Sonny Dykes looked like he had it planned out that way the entire time. So, yeah, credit you got to give credit. Like, there is something to winning these close games. There's part fluke element. But you got to execute and doing things like that field goal. And, uh, yeah, credit to them. But I'm glad that we got the cover. I'm glad there wasn't. Uh, if there was any time left, you know. That if they kicked off, Baylor was going to pitch it into the end zone, and TCU was going to recover it to to cover. So I'm glad that there was zeros on the clock. But uh, credit to TCU, and uh, yeah, I think the spots uh, Iowa State's going to be great.
3: It it's kind of a weird. It was kind of a weird game from a long term investment standpoint because. You know, oh by the way, Baylor had a 78% post-game win expectancy. So sure. everything in the box score obvi- you know, obviously favors the Bears there. But for us, like, I mean, one of our big win totals at the beginning of the season was under seven and a half. And I didn't want to have to hedge that next week. And and now it's it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 cashed. But at the same time, it's like you're trying to cash a Baylor plus two and a half ticket that you're riding pretty hard. So it was uh it it was an interesting it worked out perfectly though, from a futures and from an immediate bet standpoint. This is more art than science and – there's no way to quantify
2: this. I think you have to take it on a team-by-team basis. But Iowa State lost at home yesterday 14-10. to 10. And that was a game of two teams that needed to win to say, well, Tech Tech would have still been alive for bowl eligibility, but Iowa State needed to win out. Now, you can look at it one of two ways. You can say, all right, Iowa State's 4-7 and seven now. They're not going to a bowl. But they're going to be at home. And I think we're just going to get more value with them losing, TCU winning. They're going to be at home, not going to a bowl, they can knock TCU off and try to knock them out of the Coswell playoff picture. I think they get up for the game. Campbell's usually great as a double-digit dog. Uh, I don't know if we'll get double digits. What do, what do you project that line? i got to downgrade Iowa State again. Jesus.
3: Yeah, i got TCU favored by 11. Yeah, I'm hoping we just get
2: anything double digits. But I, it'll be interesting because there's there's two schools of thought there. and I'm not saying one is right or wrong. My, I tend to think that Iowa State will show up for this. It's their Super Bowl. It's their last game. They won't be playing any other game, any other bowl. And you get a team that's going to the college world playoff if they keep winning, kids are definitely getting up to that. Uh, we just got to figure out if I was taking score. Man, they lose every game like 13, 14, 10, which I guess is fine if you're catching 10. But moving on. One hour, 15 minutes, 10 seconds. That's a
5: timestamp I want all the loyal listeners to go to right now to listen to the all time dumbest f-ing bet that's ever been endorsed on this podcast. That's when Stucky told people to. F- Laid thirty-two and a half 32 and a half points for Texas A&M. I just, I got to applaud you guys. Nice bet. Nice f***ing f- bet. Aggies minus minus thirty-three and a half.
1: F- y'all, dude, and y'all, dude.
5: Minus 33 and a half, Why? All
1: right. I don't know if this was the trash can game of the week, but it should be because the ATM machine is an absolute trash can. The UMass Minutemen go to College Station, Texas, and cover. Oh, 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 the worst program in America goes to the second worst program in America and covers. But one of them, the coach is going to get paid more than the entire history of the, the financial spreadsheet of the University of
0: Massachusetts. I can't wait for it.
3: Listen, I I went through the trash segment. I dug through it with you. I pulled Charlotte out. Uh, you're on your own on this one. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was, it was a bet that lost. I mean, I tweeted about it. Uh, I knew it was dead right away. When they set up for a field goal, they didn't play a couple guys. And the entire handicap was if they care, they'll win 45 to nothing. And it looked like they didn't give a fuck right off the bat. And I said, it's dead. And it was dead. I mean, it was what happens sometimes with bets. I, I had some other really bad bets. We, I can give them my worst calls right now. Uh Colorado plus thirty one. Look, I told you A and M is in the trash. Sometimes when you go trash, when you go dump diving in the dumpster, you come out with absolutely nothing. There's nothing in the dumpster except dirt. UAB was a horrendous call. Man, temple sucked. We didn't get to do any out gifts. BC, BC lost forty four nothing. I mean, I had a winning winning week. Nothing incredible, but it was a, it was a nice week, and that's all that matters. But yeah, it's a horrendous golf. Texas A&M was horrendous, awful. I was laughing at myself, and I'm glad that you guys called in for it. Well, let's just keep the voicemails going, and then we'll do best call, worst call, better regret. But yeah, horrendous bet. I had a couple of really bad bets that I just was like, wow, what was I seeing there? And that was one of them.
5: Sucky! Did you know there is a champagne room at Club Lit? Yeah, buddy.
1: Woo! Club Lit! Let's go! All right! Now we're getting down tonight in Club
0: Lit. There's money flying everywhere.
1: Ba, 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 ba. This is DJ Stucky coming to you live from Club Lit. Stucky,
5: I'm in Club Lit. It's a packed house. Everybody is in this f-ing club. This is what we needed. I got a big booty on me, on the dance floor. I'm doing in the bathroom, baby.
1: Club Lit!
5: Breaking news. We go live to Charlotte, North Carolina. Hello. Reporting from BBC News, this is Brett McMurphy reporting live here at the new and vibrant Club Lit here at McCall Richardson Stadium. Many thought this club burned down a few weeks ago but after back-to-back covers for the 49ers, this club is more vibrant than ever, with three touchdowns from Calvin Camp, as well as one-handed catches from Taylor Thompson, and a crucial one-handed interception from Marquise Watts. The club is vibrant once again. Even though this team's final record will be 3-9, and nine, all we can remember is the memories of two double-digit underdog wins, a blowout loss to Western Kentucky, and a final cover against La Tech to end the season. As you can hear, everybody is in the crowd tonight. One, Stucky and Colin Wilson dancing in the background to the beat of the music. Reporting live from McCall Richardson Stadium, this is Brett McMurphy. Thank you, Brett. And now, Colin Wilson to report why the Razorbacks will hopefully win the game against Old Miss.
3: Oh, amazing. I'm gonna That wasn't that bad. Call. It wasn't hopefully. It
2: was a blowout. Oh uh, I'm gonna miss that call. And uh yeah, I'm gonna miss that team, but we're gonna be back. Charlotte's always gonna have a little piece of uh they're gonna always be a part of this podcast. It's kind of like UTEP. By the way, I heard we hear from Minor Nation, but yeah, you know, what a season for Charlotte. The ups and downs. You didn't mention the FIU game <laughs> that I had. That's people I met a stranger last night at the bar. He was like, Are you stucky? And he's like I followed your Charlotte pick against FIU. It was the first thing he said to me. I was like, nice to meet you, too. (laughs) They were laying two touchdowns down, 28 in the first quarter. A lot of ups and downs, but they covered with two straight covers. We never lost faith, but we did have to shut the club down for the winner. Luckily, it didn't burn down. Their regular season is over. Club Lit will be back next year with Brett McMurphy reporting live. Moving on. You two both loved the Owls.
1: Temple, temple, temple. Explosive this, blah, blah, blah.
5: Three f***ing points. Three f***ing points.
1: What are we doing, guys? Temple is f***ing garbage. Do better.
3: Yeah, well, uh, Mr. Three Points, there were also four turnovers uh, that severely affected the way that they were scoring the ball. Like, we, we can't handicap turnovers going into games. It's like, me doing Arizona in a best bet and seeing Jaden DeLore with three interceptions and a fumble, right? Completely took themselves out of the game and still almost covered. And Temple lost by twenty, spread to seventeen, almost covered with four turnovers. So it happens.
2: Yeah, they got in the red zone once, turned it over, and one of eleven on third down. But uh, I'll eat that one as a.
3: I'm still not a believer in Cincinnati. I mean, no,
2: they look yeah. they did not look good again. Yeah, but I, it was a bad call. Didn't cover. Moving on
5: driving home after another Hawkeye victory, eighth in a row over the measly Rats up in Minnesota. Colin, stop betting overs in Iowa games. Watch one of their games.
0: Stop betting overs.
1: Just finish watching that
5: Iowa-Minnesota game. I'm pretty sure women's middle school basketball team could hit the over of 32 and a half.
1: I mean, Colin just as bad as the over on a freaking service academy game, man. It ended with 23. 23! The over was 32! I got it at 31 and a half. I thought it was good. There's no way with how emphatically excited you got about that, that it was going to be an under game, and it still turned out to be under. Hopefully the Razorbacks and UCLA will pull out this underdog money line parlay thing that you guys got going on so we can save something from today, because holy shit.
3: Listen, I have to, I watch all, listen, I watch every game. It doesn't matter as as many screens as I can get up on my TV. 16 games I think I can watch. I'll watch everything. And I have to watch all the Iowa games because my wife is from Iowa and it's a big Hawkeye family. Now, like I said, this game could go 13-13 and then boom, you're over 32. It almost happened. We were a field goal away. There's some wonkiness going on in that fourth quarter. Almost happened. It wasn't that far off. Stuck. You stuck to your guns on San Diego State, and they finally became an over-team. San Diego State is a huge over-team. How come I'm not getting any good phone calls about that? They can't defend anybody anymore. New Mexico looks like they have a competent offense, right? Both sides of the ball are now a complete over-team.
2: I've already banned you from a talk with our senior editor, Ryan Collinsworth, and Pete Rudin. I already said Colin cannot write a single-game guide on Army-Navy if he's going to recommend the over, so... You're probably off that week. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But moving on.
0: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Minor Mother FN Nation. And I'm sure you guys all saw our dominant win today. And I just want to say that, Stuck, you've been doing great. So I know you're not marble enough. But I feel like Colin may be marble enough to take Meep Meep against us. Next week. And I know we're going to be a significant underdog, but we are going to win. I'm telling you guys right now, Moneyline Miners against Meat Meat next week because we are going bowling. It is happening. And I also want to say, you know, thanks, Matt Mitchell, for calling out how bad we got screwed. I mean, I know I didn't call in that week because I was so distraught, but we definitely got screwed, and I appreciate uh, Mitchell. So, Minor Nation, we're being meet me next week. Boom. Uh, I agree, and get that line early.
2: Do you know what happened in the same exact situation last year? UTSA won last this week. UTSA has clinched a spot in the championship. They clinched that being at home at the Alamo Dome. Same thing happened last year. They played North Texas in the final week of their regular season. I think they sat a bunch of dudes and got trucked. Didn't care at all about that game. Minor nation. I agree. Could win this game. They're going to have value because I think UTSA, number one, won't care. Number two, probably going to sit out some guys, make sure they're healthy. There's no reason they don't care. There's no reason they them to win this game.
3: So point I mean, spread
2: is what I project. Yeah, this thing might come down. This is one of the bets that I had circled for. Uh, betting early. So uh, meet, meet. We're all together this week. Love you. Thanks for calling. Sitting here with a Stanford Cal under 45 and a half
1: ticket. Stanford kicks a 61 yard field goal as
5: time expires down 10. Well, you know, maybe we'll throw a Hail Mary. Maybe we can get something fun for, uh, for the students. For the team. Nah, fuck it. Sixty one yard field goal directly into my eye hole. Listen, and twenty four points in the fourth quarter.
3: Yeah. yeah. I can't pinpoint the game, but I know that David Shaw has kicked a fifty plus yard field goal with less than five seconds left to get over a total before in a game that was it was the was no shot. It was like three possession game. I, I can't I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I'll go look it up. But David Shaw's done this before. Like <laughs> I mean these meaningless field goal kicks with less than 5 seconds over 50 yards this has happened before I'll find it but uh, this, this is going to be a part of the totals handicap from now on I'm sick We're looking at this I missed this oh my gosh
2: 61
3: oh, yeah drilled it too
2: this isn't like down 10 indoors or in air at air force at altitude yeah this is wild oh man I'm sorry they had to suffer through that Brutal. All right, moving on. Boys, it is like
1: 1 a.m. or something like that in Columbia, South Carolina. And holy s***, no one had this. And that's f***ing fine because who saw this coming? But the cocks just f***ing beat that ass. And there is no other way to put it. But, I mean, just pure domination and there's no other way to go cox plus 20 whatever number you got doesn't matter i took it cox money line plus a thousand something that's fine we'll take it appreciate it that was obviously because i had the garnet glasses on but holy boys what a performance spencer rattler is that dude and, you know, there's nothing else
2: to say. Go Cox. I had a couple of drinks. I had a bunch of people in town. Was out. I kept thinking I was seeing, I kept thinking the score was reversed. So I was like, because it would make so much more sense that Tennessee had 63. And, and my brain was like, couldn't comprehend that South Carolina and that offense was up 63
3: to 28 on Tennessee. It was like breaking my brain to see. Yeah, it, when you look at the box score, South Carolina had eight drives get within the 40 get it within the 40 yard line, touchdown every single drive. They averaged 7 points per opportunity. That in the Tennessee defense that I've been screaming about, the the back end uh, when I lost to LSU, when I lost all the Alabama, when I lost all these games going up against Tennessee, that secondary was finally exposed. I mean, they allowed a touchdown in every single drive that South Carolina got past the 40. And I tweeted it out last night, and I'll say it again. If South Carolina gets into a bowl game with corners that can't win 50-50 ball, they're going to absolutely dominate them. And, I mean, it's just unbelievable to read, like, how great South Carolina was from a success rate and explosiveness standpoint. Like almost doubled Tennessee's EPA yesterday. So, it'll be interesting to see if Tennessee gets off the mat. I mean, a lot of their – I mean, what are we playing for now, right? I I don't know. We'll see after the college football playoff ranking comes out.
2: Well – the interesting thing that we'll have to talk about now, and I'm going to have to dig into this game a little bit more, is the South Carolina now provide uh-huh. a potential real threat to Clemson. So, and which could not would knock them out of the college playoff discussion if they lose that game. South Carolina Clemson, uh, obviously next Saturday at noon. So that game just got a lot more interesting <laughs> after
3: this game so considering wake forest went straight after the clemson secondary and had success doing it i mean this is gonna be wild week wild can't wait all right moving on hey colin hey
5: stuck just got finished watching the usc ucla game a lot of people on the bruins not the best look for the action network too many people on ucla when the sharps become the squares and, Colin, I, 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 see you, I see you put in a live UCLA plus three-and-a-half. I see that. You don't think you can get off Scott Freebody, okay? We know you're a big Bruin, and when you saw that three-and-a-half hook, you're like, oh, I got to hop on this shit.
0: It's too good to pass up.
2: Uh, yeah, USC, USC won by three. I wish I, I wish I, I never got to three. I ended up playing plus two-and-a-half. Contemplated buying to three. But with a total – this is actually an important lesson in, in betting. Sometimes it makes sense to buy a three up to a certain point in the NFL. It is king, especially this year. The scoring is lower. There's a much higher chance that the game is going to end three. But from a distribution standpoint of the potential range of scores in this game, because with a total that high, it is not worth what you you had to pay to buy points. And it sucks if you bet plus two and a half and they lose by three. Trust me, I know. But over time... You will lose more money you know paying up to minus 130 to buy on to that three because what, what are you you're going to push sometimes but all the other times that you know you're losing you're losing minus 130 or you're you know you're winning less when they win outright. i promise you over time it is not worth it in college football depending on you know the book obviously but i'm almost certain what a book is charging you to buy up from plus two and a half to three in a game with a total of a billion is not worth it. So it sucked. Uh, Game pretty much went how I thought. Like, no one could stop anyone. USC was better than UCLA on offense. Uh, I think they averaged eight yards per play. Kale Williams was great. Credit to USC. Um, But, I mean, nothing wasn't blown away by anything. I mean, they lost by three, two and a half, and both offenses put up a billion yards.
3: Yeah, I mean, no offense was really stopped. The only thing that stopped UCLA was the fact that Dorian Thompson-Robinson had four turnovers. He had, he had a pick to end the game when he was had a chance to drive. To I, win it. Dorian Thompson-Robinson had uh, had uh, four turnovers. Three of them be interceptions. One of them be a fumble loss. He had another fumble that got recovered by UCLA. So uh, really, he comes out early in the week and says, we want to hang a 60 on USC. And then he is the... He has essentially five turnovers, one fumble recovered. Kind of poetic justice, right? Should have known right then when he opened up and said that we're going to put hang sixty on him. That probably should not be backing UCLA, but they were never stopped. Dorian Thompson Roberts is the only was the best USC defense yesterday. Was DTR?
2: Yeah, I thought. I mean, think about it. They had they lost the turnover battle three. They were down the three to one. They ended up losing four to one again. USC wins the turnover battle, and I thought that would be a key. I thought like UCLA had a chance to win it, but they're down. Negative two, which is massive in a game like this. Three to one turnover margin. And they have the ball with a chance to win still. So, like, if this wasn't some, like, dominant USC victory uh, that deserved any victory lap. But I probably should have stayed away and waited for it. But they were up 14-0. I'm, I'm glad you got a, a live I stopped paying attention for the live market after that. Yeah. Um, but credit to USC. We will see if Notre Dame. A lot of interesting games this week. We'll talk about that one. Notre Dame has been grazing underdog. Has beat a couple of ranked teams already. We'll talk about that one during the week. Notre Dame really impressive effort against BC. Like I don't know what happened with BC. BC, like I believe this Moorhead kid. He who what is the Dennis Green quote? They <laughs> are who we thought they were.
0: They are who we thought they were.
2: He, like the 28th ranked pro style quarterback in Virginia. He goes to NC State and wins. Throws for 330. Throws for 330 against Duke. Then he turned into a pumpkin again at Notre Dame. Unreal. All right, moving on.
5: Listen to you on Friday talking about how UAB had a chance to win outright against the Tigers. Right out outright. Not only did it not happen, they got their sh- kicked in, and I can't wait to hear it. Oh, letdown spot after that big challenge against UAB. Go ahead, tech, take Texas A&M. We'll ride that sh- all the way to the SEC championship. Go motherfucking Tigers.
1: Hey, Colin, good call with the UAB Blazers. Uh, 14 and a half points. You can take that and shove it up your ass. But good call on the fourteen and a half. That really helped you out tonight. Good thing you got the hook. Bill Clark ain't walking through that door, Colin. But, Colin, you know what else? Colin did it stuck you. Bro. I won Iowa, Minnesota over. You touted it on the pod. <laughs> you didn't even bet it. I, I bet you didn't bet it. I bet, bet it. It was like 17 down. points. and missed field goal in first half. Oh, I was terrible. All right, walking to the car. We're done with this fucking rain. Fucking that shit. 8 p.m. games and there was no one in the stadium. Matching's way funner on TV than in person.
3: Hey, is there an alternate podcast going on with another Colin Wilson out there? Like I didn't bet UAB, and I told everybody on our podcast that Bill Clark doesn't believe in covering games against Power Five, and I would I suggested against betting this. Uh, I, I is there another podcast because a week ago I got blamed for betting New Mexico, which I didn't do. Like, I, I don't understand what's going on out here. Like, uh, I didn't bet UAB and I didn't tell anybody, and it's not in the app. And none of my cash, not a penny, went to the Blazers in that spot against LSU. So,
2: yeah, yeah I had UAB, but I already, already, already covered that. It was a bad call.
3: <laughs> it's two weeks in a row now. I think there's a, I think, I think I got a different Colin Wilson out there.
2: When I already, I didn't even know this call was coming, I mentioned that earlier in the show. Uh wow, was a bad call. LSU covered. Well done if you bet them. They rolled. Don't know what else to say. All right, moving on. Colin's stuck. This might be your first caller from
5: Costa Rica. I got a rare one for you. Good college rivalry. Lehigh Lafayette. Got Lafayette laying four and a half, up five late.
1: Take a look in the box score. The old intentional safety, end of
2: game. For f- sakes. Piero Vida Mai. I love Costa Rica. I have I, was, I went there with my wife and had an incredible time uh, there for a week. And I love the people of Costa Rica. A lot of betters
3: there as well. Um, if you to mind, I'll check that out. Let me see if I can find this box score real quick. Lafayette was up 14-0 after the first quarter. Field goal. And then eight points scored by Lehigh in the fourth. He's saying there was an intentional safety? Oh, there was. All okay, right. So that eight points in the fourth. The Lehigh eight points in the fourth quarter. Six of them came on a touchdown. And then at the end of the game, Lehigh, down 14-9 to nine, with 14 seconds left, took a punt and ran out of bounds.
2: That's amazing. I wanna, I'll find the video. I'll, I'll tweet it out. <laughs>
3: this is brutal. like <laughs> Unbelievable. A self-imposed safety. Why would you do that? Why would you it's just go fight. for it a fourth down? They might have been backed up. I don't know. Off the yeah, they were. They were at the. T- uh, it Looks like they were at the. At the would have
2: dropped it. He ran out because he didn't want to get a touchdown. I, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll find the video and tweet it out. Thanks for the heads up. I love stuff like that. I just don't think Bo Nix is in this game. I I just think it's more than just smoke.
1: You were an emerald gossy amongst dull knives. Keep up the great work. Thanks. <sighs> <sighs> You know I don't think Bo Nix is in this game. I mean, a, m- a line movement like this—like it's not just smoke, Fucking Colin. Jesus Christ, dude, you've been f***ing killing me all f-ing year. Hey, Colin, you said Bo Nix isn't worth a touchdown. You said Utah goes to plus three. No chance, Bo Nix is starting. And do do you know who just takes the first, after the kickoff, do you know who takes the first snap for f***ing Oregon? It's Bo Nicks. If you look at 30 games a week, seriously, if you look at 30 games a week, you should understand that you're responsible for 30 games a week. If you're going to bet 30 games a week, you better be right 30 games a week. Do you understand you have a following? Brett McMurphy Brett McMurphy, oh, leaves and bounds better than you right now. leaves and bounds because Brett McMurphy doesn't live and die with. Do you remember Oregon
3: stuff, right? Yeah, well, uh, okay, so the genesis of this is – Quack,
2: quack, baby, by the way. Pac-12 yeah. features live. Bo Nix season. Sorry, I had to get that in. Bo Nix season in full effect.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, the genesis of this is Utah plus three was the handicap and the bet on Sunday night that pushed Uh, word comes in on Monday that Bo Nix isn't going to play then his wide receiver walks off the field and says it's going to be next man up I immediately bet Utah more on Monday and then we start getting word on Friday that Bo Nix might actually play and how I know you don't follow me on Twitter is because I had Bo Nix notifications set up And I had alarms in my phone to tell me when the Oregon team would be on the field practicing. And I immediately started tweeting people that are actually at the game. And I got pictures and eye verification of him out there, not in pads warming up. And then when Oregon came back out in pads warming up, I got retweeted that out too. So why don't you follow me on Twitter? Because the second I retweeted that out, I went and bet Oregon plus two. So I had Utah plus three. I had Oregon plus two. And if you followed me on Twitter, you would see that I not A, only bet it on the action app. I also tweeted it out that Bo Nix is playing. So I had Oregon plus two, Utah plus three. Good job by Colin, my opinion. So I pushed one and won the other. I get <laughs> moving on here.
2: Bo next season.
1: Last full slate on a Saturday, you pick your favorite overdog this God-awful, garbage UNLV team that can't even stop one-third down in the second half for Hawaii. Oh, my God. This is what I get for trusting some guy named Doug at quarterback, a left-handed quarterback named Doug.
2: Oh, my God. Blow the program up.
3: Unbelievable loss by UNLV. Is that a joke? I mean, they completely crashed in the second half. They, I mean, uh, they allowed Hawaii to go to run all over them, and then they got completely shut out. UNLV in the fourth quarter, their standard downs went down to 20%. I mean, it, it's gross. Looking at the box score, they just they just got shut out in the second half. Like, I, people go to the island. I don't know if they're drinking the water. I don't know if it's what's the girls on the beach. I don't know what the hell's going on. Embarrassing. I can't. No, I can't. I can't
2: it's never Nevada. Nevada, 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 Nevada. It's never Nevada. Uh, I've said that all year. They'd never cover, I feel like. But – that's a rivalry game, and is now not eligible for a bowl. They thought they were going to be for the first time in a while. they probably still get up for Nevada, but oh, it's an interesting spot. I can't bet. I, I refuse to bet Nevada. Nevada, I don't care how you say it. I refuse to bet them. All right, before
4: we continue, as a reminder, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. So, kick off the new pro football season with the king of sports books. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION200, and your first wager is risk free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada. D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877 8 hope ny or text hope ny in new york call or text the tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in mississippi in ontario if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you please contact connects ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge sports betting is void in georgia hawaii ohio and utah and other states were prohibited promotional offers not available in nevada and new york uh look i don't want to I don't want to uh, linger
2: here too long, because we're going to be back in like 48 hours with an episode. So uh, let's just do a quick best call, worst call, bet, regret. Uh, best calls it just the the simple ones. The service academies come through again, faded the service academy, laying over three touchdowns, took the service academy, catching over two. They both cast, Start started the day, ended the day, so that was great. Arkansas was lovely as well. pig suey. Uh, worst calls at yeah, AM, Texas AM. I've been fading until the cows come home. Well, guess what? The cows didn't come home. It was just my pit bull jumping in the backyard. It was not an actual cow. I can't believe I laid 33 points with the Texas AM corpse. I'm embarrassed, humiliated, horrendous. That regret, uh, I should have just trusted my numbers on Kentucky. And uh, I'm glad we had that under, which was just under porn, as every Kentucky game is. But I should have just figured that they would find a way to ugly enough ugly the game up enough to cover over three touchdowns which is exactly what happened um so that was lovely uh but i wish i took uh the dog there i like the under which makes the dog even more valuable so i wish i backed kentucky and i was i should have just been a homer too i was out with everyone rooting for them but i didn't but uh how about you best call worst call about regret
3: yeah, I mean, best call, I'll say the Razorbacks. I mean, that was a just a truck. I just blew them over. I had the over in that game, too, in the app. So both Arkansas and the over, they are bowl eligible. I'm proud of my hogs for making it. There's some struggles this year. Uh, we'll see if they get it done Missouri and get their first rivalry trophy of the year. Worst call of the day. I mean, Temple was close. There were turnovers. Arizona, turnovers. I'll go ahead and say my taking overs uh, in these low games, like I took over in the Illinois-Michigan game landed 36 I bet over 40 and a half so it's not really working out in these big 10 service academy spots so I will make sure and be more conscious of not wasting my own money and putting bets in the in the app unless we and by the way we always get the best number all right I'll say it's my worst call but we always get the best number of the total all right and then bet regret I couldn't figure out the Oklahoma State Oklahoma line <laughs> I wanted to bet the Sooners because the number was so outrageous and that game was never close Spencer Sanders had a lot of mistakes a Lot of mistakes. That defense is done. Their tackling is done. Their technique is done. Uh, I know Mike Gundy has this impeccable record against the spread and bulls. Um, so I expect he'll get the team up then. But uh that that was definitely a bet regret for me not, not laying into the Sooners.
2: Oak State win total under is too. All the Oak State wow. fans no longer around. Uh what a another weird Oklahoma State game. Now. Like Oklahoma scores 28 in the first doesn't score again and covers <laughs> like what very bizarre. So yeah, it was another good weekend for the podcast, more winners and losers, which is all we're trying to do around here. And we had fun while doing it. Love hearing from you guys calling us out on the losers and, uh, giving us some, uh, just some great laughs. And, uh, it's amazing as always has been a great year. I get to do call of the week. It's gotta be the re- reporter. It's gotta be club lit again. So thanks again. 959 bad beat time for us to go get to work like now uh, (laughs) a little bit and uh we'll record tuesday night so you guys have the podcast by wednesday morning uh shout to our audio and video team on the back end thanks as always to colin thanks to all of you of course our listeners uh make sure you subscribe unsubscribe subscribe leave a review tell a friend tell an enemy five-star review we'll do giveaways if there's any now read them all if not we'll do them next week i don't care what you say just yell club lit And uh, that really helps us out. Appreciate all of you. Let's keep it rolling. And uh, we'll be back before you know it. Cheers. Peace out.